The Love Your Body podcast is brought to you by Danny D Fitness, along with Cinema 83, and our featured sponsor, Music City FitCon, uh, presented by Core and Health Fitness. If you're looking to come to the next Move Fit pop-up, it's actually happening at the Music City FitCon in October. So I actually have a deal with them going on for $30. So you can come get your Move Fit on and come to my panel discussion, which is going to be epic. So I'm very excited about it. Uh, you can find the deal on my Instagram. Link is in my bio. It's going to be an awesome event. You can actually get C- uh, CECs. So if you're somebody looking to start your healthy lifestyle journey, uh, if you're looking to start teaching, training, uh, you can come take class all day long. Uh, but I will be speaking and doing Move Fit that day. So I'd love to see the Music City Fit Con. For those of you who've seen my new LYB gym, You've seen all the amazing equipment in there. Um, my Stairmaster, as well as my RXD bench, came from Core and Health Fitness, and I am so like honored and excited to have them as a sponsor uh, for this podcast, as they believe in the mission that everyone should move their body and love their body throughout their journey. If you're looking to add pieces of equipment to your home gym, you can reach out to Tony Gray. He's my contact at Core and Health Fitness. Uh, his contact is T G R A Y at C-O-R-E-H-A-N-D-F.com. So tell him I sent you and that you heard um, about him and heard about Core and Health Fitness on the Love Your Body podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Love Your Body podcast. On today's episode, uh, I have a special guest, Emily Pinkerton. Hello. I'm so excited to have you, girl, um, you know, coming from the house and everything. You got to yes, check it's it out. so cute. I got to see everything, all the, the fun little gym and everything like that. Yes, looks so good. The LYB gym. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Um, no. <laughs> it's definitely been helping me out with the prep and everything and uh and I do want us to get into you know bodybuilding and all those things because you know for those of you listening Emily is a bodybuilder as well and um so we'll actually be competing together uh in you know yeah we're gonna stack the stage yes that'll be really cool but uh but yeah tell me a little bit about like your backstory because I know are you are you from Murfreesboro yeah I was born and raised in Murfreesboro um I actually went to um MTSU as well well, um, Where'd you go to high school? Um, I went to Oakland High School. Okay, I went I to Blackman. Oh, her rivals. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But yeah, so, um, but yeah, I was born and raised in Murfreesboro. Um, okay. I got my degree in exercise science at MTSU. Nice. Um, which that was always. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you something down here real quick. Oh, yeah, I am. I didn't want to interrupt you. I was trying to fix it over here and I was like, Uh, make me look beautiful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mm -mm. Don't worry, I need to take some fight energy at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's much better. Perfect. Beautiful. There we go. We got it. Mm-hmm. Hello. Okay, so so you went to Oakland. Mm-hmm. And, okay. All right. And so and then went to MTSU, exercise yep. science. So tell me like what what was the determination like exercise science? Like were you active in high school and growing up? So I was active okay. um growing up. Um I actually played about ten years of softball. Okay. Um and then but it was really only ever I played for rec ball leagues. Um okay. but then of course I did play for my school in the middle school, but I didn't ever like venture out and for like high school or anything like okay. that. But um actually after um after I was done playing softball I did do a couple years of archery. So I got a little less active, okay. but it was a really like fun new adventure that okay. I did, yeah. you know, um kind of stepping out of my 
comfort zone a little bit, but okay. it was, it was so much fun. But, yeah. um, but no, after that, I actually had no plans on going into exercise science. I originally went, um, into college for interdisciplinary studies, which is an education major, um, with a concentration in science. Okay. So, and my first job coming mm-hmm. out of high school, I was actually working for Gold's Gym in Murfreesboro. Okay. And it was actually the really small gym that is no longer there anymore. Yes. But, um, yes, off the square over there. Um, so I really didn't know much about, you know, the fitness game or anything like that. Um, except for, you know, from my sister, cause my sister also, um, majored in exercise science too. So we both have the same degree. Okay, and cool. at first when I told her I was changing it to exercise science, yeah. she was like, I was worried that she was like, no, you don't, you know, we can't have the same one, but no, she was like all for it. So are, are you, um, so are y'all close in age or are you? Um, so we're about five years apart. So okay. yeah. And so. Is, is she your only sibling? She's my only sibling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, she is. So she, uh, um, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so my determination for going into exercise science, um, was working in the gym. I started learning a lot, um, through, you know, every, everybody that was coming in there, all of our members, even through my coworkers. Mm-hmm. And really that just kind of sparked a love and a passion for health, wellness, fitness, yeah. everything like that. Um, I actually had a personal trainer out of that gym there. So that's kind of how I got started and really was able to start um, learning a little bit more. And as time went on, I was like, you know what? I really love this and I want to make a career out of it. So was it because like, why did you get a personal trainer just to learn more? Or was it like, were you, did you feel kind of like you needed to like gain muscle, lose weight? Like what was that? So I definitely um, got a trainer because I wanted to lose weight. I was always a little bit heavier when I was younger. Um, and also too, um, I just wanted to feel better about myself. You know, I, like I said, I never was really super confident with myself and, you know, being in high school, you know, and everything you, you want to, you want to be able to stand, not stand out a little bit more, but you know, just, you know, it's high school. You're going, you're going through all, all those funky times and everything like that. But, um, uh, in high school, did you feel like you were like the person who, cause as you said, you did some softball. Mm-hmm. So again, like that, like my, like growing up, my best friend, she played softball. Yeah. And so like she, um, you know, always kind of felt like not really feminine and kind mm-hmm. of more like, I don't know, just like as an athlete, yeah. but I don't, how did you, I never really felt that way. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly, when I was in like school, I was I was such a chill person. Like I was the kind of person that everybody could be friends with, but also too, like they could come to me and talk to me about anything, but it's also too, like when they got with their friends, like, you know, sometimes they didn't really want to have anything new. I was just kind of that person that was there to like hang out with and when they were by themselves, you know, I was the same way. Yes. So, um, but, and you know, like I said, I've always just been that kind of person, you know, I've never really wanted to put myself in like confrontations or anything like that, or really wanted to be really the standout person. Mm. Um, but I guess maybe to that kind of what led me into also bodybuilding. Cause like, I never was that standout person, you know, I was like, maybe it's my moment to, you know, come in and take my time to shine. So, yeah. And so, so, so you went through, okay. So you got your exercise science degree and then, and you'd had a personal trainer during this time, Mm -hmm. like while you're in college. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So then what was the, like, what was your next job, I guess, besides like the Gold's Gym? Like, what did you? Yeah. So I was with, when I first worked for Gold's Gym, Mm -hmm. I was with them for just about a year and a half. And then after that, I actually got the opportunity to start working with pre-sales for the first hot works in middle Tennessee. So it's the infrared sauna, um, facility. 
And that was awesome. Um, I worked really close with the owners of the franchise Mm -hmm. and um, it was honestly a really easy transition going from Golds to Hotworks and also to... I really liked working at Hotworks. I was with them for almost three years. Um, And the only reason why I left Hotworks too was because I graduated Mm -hmm. and then I needed something full-time and I wasn't able to get full-time with Hotworks. So, um, but funny enough, after that, after Hotworks, I did go back to Gold's Gym and um, I was working full-time there, but it was for a different location. Which one? um, The one on Old Fort Parkway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what year was that? That was, let's see, I graduated at the end of 2020. So that's probably when I started over there was the oh okay gotcha because like I I was uh, a little bit before that because um I would go do hot yoga over there in the hot yoga studio was Uh there man that was a vibe for me for like a second um because I just loved like the sauna and like in there being hot being at hot works yeah yeah and the hot works always intrigued me too because like when I would do like fitness festivals Mm -hmm. and like trying to get them as a sponsor and stuff like that but it was like I don't know you know I kind of had my fix because I literally did hot yoga for like like a couple years and it was just like a lot but I really enjoyed it um um, okay, so you graduated in what year? I graduated in December of 2020 from okay. TSU. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Okay, how old are you? I'm 25. I just turned 25 this year. Okay. Or as my mom said, I hit a quarter of a century. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, mom. <laughs> That's um, what I said. Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, everybody's been hitting me with like the 30, you know, with all the stuff. They're like, oh, I can't believe like you're only either yeah. 30 or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm like, it's basically 60 now. <laughs> well, that's what I told her. My mom just turned yeah. 60 this year. So I was yes. able to give it back to her a little bit, but yeah. in a very nice way, because we have such a good relationship. So that's, good. that's, that's another important thing too, is my parents are very supportive of all yeah. the things that I do. So I love that. Yeah. Um, and then they're, so you're still in Murfreesboro. Like that's- I am. I, yeah, we're a little bit outside of town now, but, um, okay. I am, um, we, th- that's where we work out all the time and, yeah. um, you know, going into town and everything. But of course I work outside of town now. I don't so, work in Hawks anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So you, and it's a chiropractic office? Yes. So okay. I work for a chiropractic office in Franklin and we're actually an office, um, with, um, three separate practices in it. Okay. So, um, I'm not only a chiropractic therapy assistant now, but mm. I'm also a lipo laser technician, which is actually the main job I got hired on for. Okay. What is um, that? And so basically what, um, the lipo laser is, it's an FDA approved non-invasive way for inch loss therapy. Um, and so basically how it works is, um, we have these red light therapy paddles, Mm -hmm. um, that we put across either their midsection or if they're wanting to work on their legs or arms, anything like that. And basically it helps kind of shrink up the fat cells in that area. Um, and then also too, through our lymphatic system that helps drain out all the toxins and waste out of the body. So, and people typically see inch loss on their first session. So it's, it's really cool to see all their reactions with all the new patients. All types of bodies, all different sizes, all different types of bodies, all, um, men, women. Um, I get everybody back there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to see, especially, um, when people pair it with, we also have what's called a chirothin program. So Mm -hmm. it's a weight loss program. And so when they pair that with the lipo laser, I have seen such awesome results for some of our patients. Yeah. I love that. And what's the place called? Um, so I work um, at HealthSource Chiropractic, okay. but with the lipo laser, that is through one of our independent contracting doctors, um, okay. Dr. Frank Margella, um, and he's with Ideal Health and Wellness. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Because yeah. um, I started my business out in Franklin. So that's you did that. I, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like down the road, um, like on Carruthers. And so yes. out of a personal training studio there. Um, and that was in like 2017. And then then didn't go into Nashville until like 2019 mm-hmm. and stuff. So, and then you know, I'm from Murfreesboro. So I moved up here 
uh, officially uh, in 2019 as well. Yeah, so, awesome. Or 2000, no, it was 2020, yeah, so because I was doing the commute back and forth. Oh, which, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a old. commute, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so then what, okay, because you're married to mm-hmm. um, like Mr. Tennessee. Mr. Right? Tennessee 2021. Yes, yes I okay. am, yep. Which is so cool. Yeah. So tell everybody like what has that been like in terms of like, because did, like, did he get you into bodybuilding? Were you just around it and you were like, yeah. I want to do it? Like how did that happen? Yeah, so of course it, when I first got with Doug, our coach, um, I originally started off as a lifestyle client and I believe I got with him, um, around August of 2020. And that was actually around the time where I had felt my worst mentally and physically. Um, I had, you know, that was also COVID happened, everything like that. I went through a really bad breakup that year also too, right before my birthday. And then he had the audacity to text. He, he broke up with me three days before my birthday and then had the audacity to text me happy birthday. Oh, girl. Oh, oh, my gosh. It's like, why? Like, why you got to do that? I know. Why? Why do people suck? I do not get it. But, you know, um, the past, Um, I kind of, you know, I kind of started getting into a little bit, a little bit of bad habits and everything. That's when I started really kind of to drink a lot more um, and everything, too. And also before that, I had um, a really close relative of mine pass away the year prior. And that was something that was still affecting me into that following year. Um, And but going into um, getting in with with Doug, um, when I first heard about him, I heard about him through one of my good friends, um, Kendra. She's one of my best friends. And so she was with him for quite some time. Um, and then I finally said, enough was enough. You know, I was yeah. always kind of back and forth with my fitness journey, right. you know, gotcha. gaining weight, losing weight. But I was never able to, you know, really have that that mindset to continue right. going towards my goals. Gotcha. Um, but then when I finally got with Doug um, at that time, we started, I started doing really well, you know, weight was coming off because that was my main goal, but also too, I did want to put muscle on at the same right, time. Yeah. Um, so it's more of like a body kind of recomp situation mm-hmm. going on. So, um, but that was leading up to, I believe it was around October. Okay. I got a DM on Instagram, um, from Blaine himself. Oh, <laughs> so he, he okay. slid into my DMs. Wow. <laughs> Oh. He did. Um, but okay. so, yes. he was working with Doug. He was already working so with Doug. Okay, he okay. had, yep, he had already been with him, I think, for maybe over a year at mm-hmm. that point. Because um, he had, or maybe, maybe almost two years at that point. I'm okay. not quite sure. I'd have to ask him. But, um, but yeah, so he DM'd me and basically he was welcoming me to the team. I actually got a lot of those messages when okay. I first joined joined with Doug. Um, and so he was basically just welcoming me to the oh, team. And then shit. all of a sudden <laughs> he, he was saying like, I'm just kidding. He's like, yeah, if you ever want to go train together sometime, grab a bite to eat afterwards. He's yeah. like, here's my number. And, I'm, and when as soon as he gave me his number, I was like, Okay, I think this guy's kind of interested. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so um, a but little bit that. while later, we you know we finally met up. We went out to eat and everything. So this is like October of 2020. This is October of 2020. Yes, okay, and so it. this okay. was before I graduated. Got it. Um, okay. And so we started dating okay. in November of that year, and then um, he was really um, something that really he really helped me in my yeah. journey. And I don't think if it would have, wouldn't have been for him, I don't think I, I'd be where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
especially with bodybuilding. I don't even think I would have stepped on stage or even tried to do a prep without so, him. So he was very like. He, he was a big influence on that. Not that he ever like said, oh, you should do a show. Right. It was all my decision to yeah. do a show because that was going into 2021 when okay. he did the state show gotcha. um, again and then ended up winning Mr. Tennessee. And when I saw that, that was such a big moment for me. And yeah. it was a huge moment for him too, because his dad won Mr. Tennessee back in 1989. Oh, wow. And That's gonna be chills. That's it, so cool. oh, oh my gosh. It was something he had been you know, working so hard for. And then when he finally got it, he wasn't expecting like to get so emotional about it. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm, if I get it, he's like, I'm going to take what's mine. He's like, I want that ring. And I was yeah. like, absolutely. And then he, he started tearing up a little bit and he started crying Aww. when he came off stage and, you know, I went and gave him a big hug. Doug gave him a big hug and it was just like a cry Sensitive fest for man. all of us. I love it. I love it. That's and awesome. so that was a really sweet thing to witness. And then to be able to, go through and experience that whole prep with him, yeah. watching him day in and out. And I tell you what, this this man had to be in love with me because he was living up in Nashville and he would drive down to me every single day. Oh. And that's and I will say with that too, if a man wants to, he will. Ugh. That's what I'm going to say right now. He will. And so he did this whole, mm -hmm. tw whole 20 week prep <laughs> coming down. <laughs> My life is a joke. Um, <laughs> someone had audacity to be like, "No, you come to me," and I was like, "I'm impressed." Uh, yeah, no, like, but no. yeah, like I said, so if they want to, yeah. they will. And so yeah, during that whole 20 week prep, you know, he would he'd be down there and he'd be getting home like really early in the morning, yeah. getting his meals together, and then going to work. So like driving back and forth like 40 minutes. Yeah every single day. And right. I was, I was like, this man is not only dedicated to bodybuilding, but he's also dedicated to me. And you know, that meant yeah. a lot for me. And then also too, that really just helped me. I don't know what it was just being able to, <laughs> I know freaking fly. <laughs> anyway, that's fine. Um, getting to train with him yeah. and kind of getting to see how his training style is. And yeah, I've noticed too, that our training styles work very well together. And, okay. um, he actually puts us through all of our workouts. Um, and I love that. Oh my goodness. Like they're really good workouts. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing too that I think people get confused because they're always like, oh, like, would you want to like date a bodybuilder or date yeah. a coach or whatever? And it's well, like, I never thought and it's would. right. Well, it's, yeah. like, it's not necessarily that I'm going to be like seeking that out, but it's just someone that gets it. Yeah. Exactly. That understands that like yeah. we can go to the gym together and they're like, well, like, what are you doing today? It's like, bruh, just get in here. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, come on and just vibe, yeah, you know? Exactly. And like, and the other part of that too is, is that that the whole dedication of him, like being intentional about mm -hmm. coming to you and mm -hmm. stuff. I, I mean, again, I think that that's what this like bodybuilding like does for you because I, I already was a scheduled person anyway, but like instructured person, but like it just makes you even more hyper-focused and Absolutely. more intentional with your time. And, you know, and so yeah. that bleeds into everything else I agree. that you do. Yeah. And well, that's something I thought about too. So, you know, I, I did well through college. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I could have, I wish I would have done it better, you know, like anybody else would, but mm -hmm. I think going through that first show yeah. last year, um, I wish the dedication that I and everything that I put into it last year, I could have put like that into how Your into other, college, other yeah, yes. into other areas yes. of my life. But now that I know I can do those things, I can put that towards other things in my life right. and really work hard for other things that I want to accomplish. Yeah. So yeah, I love um, that. But 
yeah, once I got to see him go through the whole prep and seeing yeah. him win and everything, that's when I kind of caught the bug for bodybuilding. I was like, oh, maybe I, you know, kind of want to yeah. try this. Well, I mean, and what's more motivating? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like to have a partner that's like mm-hmm. not only like doing it, but like being successful at it, yeah, exactly. you know, and like mm-hmm. winning. And like, that's so cool. And I, I, I just love that. So, and that was 2021 20, that he won what, in that state mm-hmm. show. So when was that? So that was um, state show. So usually the state shows around like the middle of August. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's around when it so, was. So you had been in your journey then for like yes. about a year. Yeah. And okay. I was, and I'm sure Doug will listen to this, but you know, when I first got with him, I was, you know, I was following it and then I wasn't a little bit, okay, but okay. you know, I was still, you know, slowly trickling down, but then I'd hit yeah. a plateau, but it was completely my fault. I got you. But it wasn't until I would say at the end of 2021, Blaine and I had a sit down serious conversation. I remember we were sitting in his car in my driveway and, um, we sat there and he was like, listen, he was like, if you really want this, he was like, you have got to just work really hard for it. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm going to support you, whatever decision you want to make. He's like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. I'll still support you. But if you do want to do it, he's like, let's do it. And yeah, let's, let's not half ass it. it. Exactly. And so when we had that, that serious conversation, I was I was like full force, like ready to hit the road, running hard. Um, And so then that started leading into going into prep that following March. And so that was last year leading into that. So that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, Cause like, cause that's the biggest thing I I ask my clients is like, mainly my clients are female and I ask them like, what is their living situation? Mm -hmm. I'm like, are you like single? Are you married? Like Mm -hmm. what, like all of that, it does make a big difference because too, like, did your husband send you? Mm -hmm. Are you wanting to do this on your own? Like, did your man like support you? Does Mm -hmm. he like help with stuff? Like what, what does that look like? Because that helps helps me to then be able to understand the dynamic, maybe yeah. some struggles that they may be having, yeah. you know, all of those things and, uh, and be able to piece together a like realistic regimen yeah. because you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if their husband like, is like, nah, I'm just like eating like Sonic and Taco Bell every day. Like, I, you know, I'm, and I know what they're struggling with every right. day mm-hmm. versus someone that's like, no, like he likes to cook for me and he makes my meals. And it's like, oh, awesome. Like, yeah. and again, neither is here nor there. It's just how I can help them the best. Yeah. And so using that uh, or having an example for that too, Mm -hmm. is, um, me helping Blaine out in the mornings, making his meals because he Mm -hmm. has to get up and leave earlier than I do. And so we'll usually get up around the same time. Then I'll go downstairs. I'll start putting our meals together because, you know, I'm trying to set myself up for success, but I want to set him up for success too. So I was like, I'm going to be supportive for him and he's going to be supportive for me. Literally. So we're going to bring Alexa on in a minute, but so like, (laughs) I'm going to say this now. Um, (laughs) She was making all her stories, like making peanut butter sandwiches for oh, her I man know, oh, while she was in prep. And I, if for everyone listening who like doesn't know Bible, and they're like, oh, like what's the big deal? Okay. Do you understand <laughs> that when you were counting macros and you're looking at stuff when you're, and I've talked about this before when you're meal prepping, like you're not, you, you can't be just like biting stuff and eating stuff, whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. Even if you're clean with the peanut butter, all right, somehow <laughs> it's going to get on your fingers and like, and to not be like, lit <laughs> and to not whatever, and just smell it. And it's like that. I was just like watching this, like, nope, I got to skip over these stories. You know what I mean? But I was like that right there. I was like, I just want to find someone that will make me oh, a peanut a butter sandwich when I'm allowed to have, you know, or when I'm able to have that or whatever. And I was just like, man, that was like yeah. goals. So I think that that's so cool that, you know, you're able to do that for him and like he motivates you in the gym. So you both kind of have those strengths that you can like, you know, lean on each other for. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, and so your first show, 
Uh, was the Nashville Fish Show? Was no, I did the I did the state show last year. Oh, you did, did the state I show. I did state show. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So you did state show then, and then Nashville. Fight? I only did one show last year. Okay, yeah. I don't so, know why I thought um, you'd done that one too. But I uh, actually I thought Nashville Fit Show for me last year. I think that would have been almost you know it's an all women show. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. there's gonna be a lot of good you know female you. competitors up here. Even though I don't think that would have bothered me per se. Um, but I think the state show, I liked how it was ran whenever, Mm -hmm. um, Blaine did his and I was like, I really like this show. And so I saw it and I was like, this is the one I want to do next year. Um, so that's kind of what made my decision as far as like which show I wanted to do. And of course, Doug was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do that show. That's a perfect first show for you to do. Um, and also too, I, um, speaking of Alexa, I, I told her last year, I was like, I don't think I could have had a better first prep. So like having Blaine with me, having Doug and then having Alexa and then Mm -hmm. also too, um, Angela with eye candy bikinis. Um, I could not have had a better first experience going into a prep. So it was, you know, that first prep, it was hard because I really didn't have a first, like a whole off season before that, because I was still constantly trying to cut down. Yes. Um, and so I really didn't know what I looked like, you know, leaned out and you know I had never never in my life looked like that and like when I hit a certain weight I was like I haven't been this way since middle school right (laughs) so we're gonna take a quick break but then we're gonna get right back into that because I do want to touch on the first preps Mm -hmm. and everything that people need to know this episode is brought to you by Dandy Fitness and you can follow me on Instagram at Dandy Fitness one Uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast please uh, subscribe like share with a friend um, especially if they need motivation to love themselves more throughout their journey maybe they're interested in bodybuilding or they're interested in just movement in general Um, please feel free to share the message and uh, continue to love yourself throughout. If you're interested in working with me directly, you can message me on Instagram at dandyfitness1 or reach out at danny at dandyfitness.com. You can email me. I would love to help you with online programming, virtual training, um, or even in-person training here in Nashville. So reach out and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. If you guys want to follow me, um, you can find me on Instagram at the underscore lady underscore train on. um, And also, too, if you want to follow me on TikTok as well, where I have documented um, my fitness journey at lady underscore train. um, And I have documented um, most of my fitness journey as well as my first prep. So you can follow me at both those places. Okay, so looking at your first prep, what was kind of, you know, like, cause we had similar journeys in terms of just like, I just was starting, everyone's like, Oh, are you going to do a prep? Are you going to do a show? Are you going to show whatever. And I was like, I'm just trying to get healthy. Like I'm just trying to get, cause I had put on about 35 pounds with my injury and I just didn't feel good. And my video was vi- like viral and all these things were happening. So I was like, I need to like be my best. And you know, I can, I'm out of breath, you know, and stuff like that. So like, let's get back into it. Yeah. And, uh, the doctors had told me that my leg was going to be numb probably forever. So like you just got to deal with it. And so it was one of those things where I was like, okay, change the mindset. Let's go. So when working with Doug, the only reason that I even found him was because someone had mentioned to me about like he was good with food. And I was like, well, I've tried, I've been on diet since I was young. And it was so frustrating because I mean, there was a one point I was eating sauerkraut first thing every morning. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've been on, and then the other things were like shots and stuff where I was only allowed to have 400 Mm -hmm. calories, like, you know, and so all these things growing up. And then I was like, no, I want to live a real healthy lifestyle journey and kind of got that with strong man and everything and then getting injured. So it was like, I just, I didn't really eat anything. Like mm-hmm. I was going through grief and loss and all these things. And it, so it wasn't that I was overeating. So I just you were stopped under eating. eating. Yeah. yeah. And would just yeah. work all day long and then would eat like whatever was in front whatever. of me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, let's try to just like 
slowly get back onto this. And so, you know, I love the idea of the online programming Mm -hmm. and everything. And then he did, you know, with the food. So that was like July of 2021. Mm -hmm. And then, and so then I went to the show, the Nashville Fit Show Mm -hmm. and watched because Whitney had like, you know, been talking about it and everything like that. And so I went to see it and I was like, okay, I could totally do this. I felt like, like energized. Like I felt like Let's it go. It creates like a whole new perspective for you. Well, it did. And yeah. honestly, I looked around and I saw that I was the biggest one in like in the mm-hmm. space. And, you know, it wasn't because everybody was super like models and super fit right. or anything like that. It was just that like there were competitors and there was people watching them. But I still felt like, you know, I wore like a crop top. I had my dress on, you know, whatever. I felt good. But I was like, and I loved myself, but I was just like, what a freaking surprise would that be? Yeah. You know, because originally I, I knew that people they had talked to me about stuff like that. I'd always been like, no, I could never do bodybuilding. I yeah. was very negative about it. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't, it was more because it was fear mm-hmm. that I couldn't actually do it. Right. That, that my frame or like that my body, I just never was capable of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that slowly getting into it, you know, it wasn't until for me, the flip of the switch didn't happen until I like April of that next year. Like right. it was, January is when I decided, I was like, I stopped drinking Mm -hmm. and I decided to like clean everything up um, for the most part, like how you were talking about with you. And then it wasn't until April when I went to the National Fit Show Forum and I was like, okay, the show is in August. I mean, let's go. Like no little extras. And my little extras, remind you, was like a gold bar. Yeah. And then like the protein shake that I had, I don't know if you ever heard that story. Did you ever hear the story of the protein shake? I don't know. So I had this protein shake that like, me and the person who had passed away uh, would drink all the time. And it never dawned on me that it was a like muscle, like like gainer. Yeah. Like it was like a weight yeah. gainer. And so I was just thinking, oh, a shake is a shake is a shake. Right. And just just not thinking. And so I would do it one of those every day and put some, you know, stuff in there, whatever. Um, 900 calorie. Oh, my God. Shake. Every day. So funny you say that. I, I So I also used to work um, at GNC. I worked at a GNC for a very short time. Mm-hmm. And that's also, too, where I learned a lot about, you know, different things like that. Right. And, like, the mass gainers and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> but I was just like, because, like, Doug was like, dude, like, you're losing weight. But, like, you know, you're, you're getting, like, healthier. But... You're just, it's very slow <laughs> progress. I'm like, dude, I am doing everything you asked me, whatever. And he was like, nah, like there must be something going on. Something's and so, going but, on. And so I got really angry. I'm sitting there at the high rise I live at at the time. I'm in the parking garage and I was like, no, I'm doing everything perfect. And then I was like, that freaking shake. <laughs> and I went upstairs and looked at it and was like, holy shit. Uh-huh. How did I not realize? I was just so, you know, in the in the routine. Yeah. And that's why we we get into these routines where we don't even realize where it's yeah. like maybe someone's having like chocolate at every night and not right. even realizing and it. And like it all adds up. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like my, that was something that I learned that was like, okay, you may think that you like got in the routine, but like check in with it. Yeah. Be mindful throughout because when you get into prep, as like everybody who's listening knows that has done a prep, you get this like prep brain uh-huh. where you just kind of space out I, and I, we're kind of in that, that right now. At the moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're really deep in that. Oh, yeah. And, um, but, uh, so yeah, so I don't know. So it was like going through that. It was like the April that like changed everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so when you did your, so the state show is actually the one I'm going to do this. That's my mm-hmm. first one this year. So I'm in a third show. Um, and, 
like when you were doing the show and stuff, like what were some of the things that you faced that you did not like think was going to happen or you didn't know how to experience? Because again, yeah. Blaine, your husband did shows, but obviously for men and women, it's different. Right. Exactly. Well, I will say that I learned, um, or I was able to experience and learn quite a bit, even, you know, even though it is Blaine, I was still able to learn a lot mm. just from him prepping. But just as far as like different things I didn't realize would happen and actually these are kind of funny things that happen that yeah. nobody told me would happen when you start leaning out. Yeah. So I don't know if you've experienced this yourself. This is really funny. Yeah. So like when you're leaning out and so like, say you're going to like shave your armpits, mm -hmm. like all the, the concave and you know, yeah. everything it's like, you can't get in there. Yeah. Well. Yep. And so like you have all these, like, you know, you're, when you have that extra body fat on you, yeah, you don't notice, you don't notice because it's a lot smoother. And then we were yep. sitting there trying to, Yes. do it when you're leaned out it's like okay well I have to get all the around all these curves yes. in yes. and so that's actually just a really funny one that right. I didn't realize yeah. um but as far as like other different things that I faced I I think I've always kind of dealt with body dysmorphia mm -hmm. you know it's I think it's a very common thing um yeah. that people deal with um and so as I was you know cutting for that show last year um I had always had the body dysmorphia issue of oh my gosh, I look too, you know, too big or, you know, whatever, yeah. just like, like I had too much body fat on me. And, yeah. um, so that was something I had always struggled with. Um, but there was something weird that happened last year and I had never experienced body dysmorphia in this way okay. where I think I was maybe like four weeks out, you know, it's my first prep and I've never seen myself so lean and I was really flat this one morning. And so my muscle bellies were not full. I really didn't have many carbs in me. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm too small. Mm, and it like yeah. mess, messed with my head so much. Yeah. But then I, you know, talking to Blaine about it, Blaine's like, listen, yeah. you're just really flat at the moment. He's yeah. like, you're fine. You'll fill back out. And of course I did, yeah. you know, but that was just something I wasn't prepared to like, to see, you yes. know, um, and that was just a really odd, like and opposite, like 180 switch. Right. Yeah. And I think that everyone like listening, especially if they haven't done bodybuilding, they don't understand that like carbs can do that to you. Yes. Yeah. Like that, that it is the difference. It's mm -hmm. just like food is food is food. Yeah. But it's not. Right. And the way that you use it, you know, can like pump you up, yeah. can, you know, be feel mm -hmm. a little deflated, you know, or whatever. Um, and, and, every day matters. Everything that you put in your body, like the salt to the water, I mean, it all makes such a huge difference. So, you know, what in terms of like, with, because I dealt with body dysmorphia as well too. And, um, you know, and I've talked about that pretty openly on my journey and stuff. But with this, it was also, yeah, I had never seen myself be this late in it because it wasn't even like, oh, I got back to a weight that I was in middle school. Wasn't like that because when I, flipped my switch or when it, when I gained my weight because of being sick when I was young, mm -hmm. you know, my whole, everything changed like yeah. composition. I didn't even look like the same person yeah. essentially. So I not, I've never been trying to get back to anything or right. even back to it. So all this is so new to me, mm -hmm. but what's been happening this time around, which has been really weird is I keep inverting the numbers. So like, so for example, my weight, like right now, is 20 pounds less than what it was last year, right. but I keep seeing the 20 pound, the higher number. Yeah. No, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about yeah. because so my prep this year, mm -hmm. when, when we started at 20 weeks out, I started out 15 pounds lighter than I did last year when right. I started prep. And I think, you know, comparing it to last year is, you know, as my weight just kept, you know, dropping, dropping. And I kept comparing like, 
you know, yes. say like 12 weeks out last year versus 12 weeks out this right. year or whatever week you're on, I was like, okay, I'm still this many pounds down yeah. at that point. But, you know, now that I'm looking at you know, um, where my weight is now, you know, there's not as big of a, of yes. a gap. And yes. I think that was messing with my head, like, you know, right. so many weeks ago, but now it doesn't. Cause I realized I was like, well, one, I'm looking a lot tighter, even, yeah. you know, I'm looking a lot tighter, um, especially, you know, in my stomach and everything mm-hmm. like that. And, um, just kind of, you know, everywhere I was yeah, looking tired, I have to realize I'm like, okay, well I'm, I'm looking better this yes. year than I did last year. And even though there's not that big gap, cause I think I was just so like, I was so in my head last year about yeah. these numbers needing to drop and drop and drop. Mm-hmm. And then, but now that's not the case. I don't have to have them keep dropping and dropping and dropping. Where do you think that came from? Just, I think when I, when I started with Doug, I was at my heaviest and, um, and then, like I said, when I finally got to the point, like you said, how, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that switch flips. Um, and I didn't ever, like I said, ever have an off season. Um, but now when I went into my off season last year, and of course, you know, that's a whole other thing is when you go through your first off season. Right. And, um, when you're, and for people that are listening, off season does not mean like off, like, because someone may be like, Oh, right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like someone may think like, Oh, Danny, like you were still on a meal plan. Are you still working out? You're still doing your stairs. Like I was Yeah. like, there wasn't like, I don't feel like there was ever any break personally. Bodybuilding is a year round sport. Yes. So we had to be intentional about everything that we did on the off season, quote unquote, Mm -hmm to be able to have progress that we're having and the people we're seeing now. Right. Because you're still continuing to work towards that next prep. Right. And so, um, you know, obviously I didn't, like I said, I didn't start prep off the way I did last year. Right. I was in a much better starting point. Yeah. And I think that's where the other, so I learned, you know, I learned things doing my prep last year. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot going into that first off season up too. And then yeah. now I'm going into that learning curve of my second prep, not trying to compare myself from this year to last year. You know, I want to compare myself I so I can, you know, see that I'm doing better. Yeah. But see, I think that to me has been like the biggest like pet peeve that I've had is that like, I like to look back at pictures and I love to yeah. look at progress. So that's awesome. Right. But I like for people to take me like, also like where I'm at and stop like reminding me of, of that, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, it's so, I'm kind of like, yeah, like we, okay, we, we've been here. Yeah. Like, like we're here now. Like, because again, I don't know if that's like the bias more of your or whatever, but you know, it's just like, again, I have proven to myself that Mm -hmm. I can stay on it. Right. So like, let's treat this body as like a, is the thing versus Mm -hmm. Like, and something too that, you know, Blaine has also always told me, um, he's given me lots of knowledge and lots of little, you know, nuggets mm-hmm. of knowledge yeah. in there. Um, you're, every single prep is going to look different. Right. Every single prep is not going to be the same. Your body is going to respond differently every single yeah. prep. And so there is going to be a learning curve every single prep, but yeah. each one you do, you're just going to get better, better and better each yeah. time. So that's where I've. I've come along with, even from like a few weeks ago, like starting this mm-hmm. year's prep, like I have really grown a lot mentally as far as that aspect. And so I'm also now learning too what this new body of mine can do versus yeah. what it couldn't do before. Um, and something else I haven't touched on yet, but when I, after the show last year, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
going to get blood work done and everything like that, making sure hormones are in place and everything. Right. Um, that was also too when I found out I had a thyroid issue. And mm. and so I have um, found out that I had hypothyroidism. Okay. And um, Which, so basically- What is that exactly? So hypothyroidism is basically means that you have an, um, a little bit of an underactive thyroid, which of mm-hmm. course everybody's is different. Um, now mine isn't um, super underactive. It was just my, um, that hormone um, that's screwed was just a little high. Okay. Um, and so, so I had, I had to start taking um, medication for that. Okay. And um, so, which made sense because even before I started my first prep last year, right. um, both Blaine and Doug, they kind of had, they had a feeling that I may have had one or had an issue with my thyroid. Um, but when I went and got blood work done before the prep last year, everything was fine. But of course, hormones can change on the daily. So maybe I was just having, you know, like a good day that day. So, Uh, um, but then, so yeah, it made sense because after the show, um, you know, you want to have a good rebound and everything, but I started putting a little bit too much weight on kind of, you know, quickly. And so we knew that there was kind of something going on, which there was. And so, but we got it figured out now and we're able to work around that now. So that's awesome. Yeah. So what about, um, you know, in terms of your, like with the weight loss and everything like that, how much total did you have from the start of your journey to the show, the first show? So from the start of my journey, um, like I said, when I started with Doug, I was at my heaviest and, um, coming down to my state to my stage physique, I had actually dropped, um, just about 70 pounds. Yeah. Come, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's something too, that's, that's a story that, I love talking to my patients, mm. talking to my patients about too, sure. because, you know, um, the patients I get, you know, they're coming in there trying to change their habits, trying to, um, you know, reach their own personal goals. And, um, you know, when they first look at me, they, you know, they don't think that I did something like that. Right. Um, but then I, that's such an important story, like testimony for me Yes, is that I can tell them be like, Hey, like I've, I've been right there. Like yeah. I know exactly how you're feeling. Yes. Um, and this is something I can relate and, with you on. Right. And yeah. that's why it's so, it, yeah, it, it, the whole thing about like people judging people off of just how they look, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's like, again, you can't jar, judge a smaller body or a larger body right. for where they're at in their seasons, yeah. you know, because Absolutely. again, um, you know, you never know what's going on. And, and that's the thing too. So with the weight loss and everything like that, like, do you feel like, that you were treated any differently, like especially now kind of maintaining and staying at this size? Like, have you felt that things have changed in that regard? Do you feel like people are just like happy for you? Do you feel like, like, what do you feel like? In a a way I do, because, you know, it's, of course, the people who knew me before Mm -hmm. um, I had started that whole journey, you know, they knew everything that I did and kind of um, the whole journey that I went through. But then of course, the people who have met me afterwards, you know, even though they, if they know the journey that I went through, I still, yeah, they don't fully realize, you know, um, everything I did, you know, right. Yeah. 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 I got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was trying to find the best way to explain it. Yeah. But so the, basically what I'm saying is I think the people who met me after, um, which of course I'm still on journey, you know, we still got goals yes. and everything, but after the whole weight loss thing, I think it's, I don't think I'm necessarily treated differently, but I do get different kind of comments. Yeah towards, towards how I look and everything like that. So like, yeah. sometimes I'll have patients say to me, they're like, oh, like talking about the, like the lipo laser. And I've told them my experience whenever I've oh. done sessions before they're yeah. like, Oh, you're such a small, you know, such a small thing. You don't need you it. Don't need and it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, and that's before like we get into a conversation about a thing. And then that's when I'm able to really tell them my testimony. It was like, yeah. you know, I may not, you know, 
Right. Always needed or anything like that. But, that's but like someone I understand someone that's smaller bodied and being like, oh, they don't need to work out. Yeah. And you're like, bruh, like, yeah. yes, they do. Yes. Like, yeah. It's not about needing to or whatever. It's about that's their stress relief. That's their yeah. health. That's like, it's for everybody. Movement yeah. is for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, and then when you're taking it to this extreme with bodybuilding and stuff, it's like, you know, the things like that I didn't know about with the first prep, like I didn't realize I was going to be cold all the freaking time. I've always been hot my entire life. You know, I've always sweat yeah. just because of extra body fat, um, you know, and was playing volleyball the other day and didn't break a sweat one yeah. time. Like, like we're, we're in the middle. We're, well, summer yes. just started, but we're like, we're yeah. in the middle of, or almost at the end of June. And I'm like freezing my butt off like yeah. all the time, yeah, which is, <laughs> and again, that's a cool kind of thing to it's like, I yeah. look at that as like a cool, like, you know, okay. All right. Um, but then it's like, I don't know if you got to this point, but like with me, I'm like, okay, well, I want to show off and be like, okay, like look yes. at these muscles, like yeah. look how good I feel being in this new body. Right. Um, or being at like my most muscular, my most yeah. whatever, because for me, I always felt like the strongest, baddest chick out there yeah. was strong man, but I never walked around looking like it was. Yeah. People are like, well, you do something, but we don't know, like, are you fit? Are right, you healthy? Right. You know, whatever. And so for me, I never got to like really have those moments. So then to just yeah. be like in the elevator, I remember one day someone's like, oh, like you must be a bodybuilder. And like, it was just so cool. And yeah. I was like, oh, thanks. Like, yeah. I do, I, you know what I mean? Like to be like that. Cause you're just like, I knew that I felt yeah. like that now. And, and, but to have others notice, yeah. I was like, okay. So those are some of the positive yeah. comments, but, but like dealing with, um, you know, I don't know, just like the, the whole like wanting to wear like crop tops and, and whatever, yeah. like I always do, but then I'm freezing cold and I'm like, well, but I'm running out of time because uh -huh. I'm only going to have this prep and then I have to put weight back on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's almost like yeah. a it's fear. Like you, you want to like where you are right now. It's like, you're feeling good. You kind of want to show it off, which is yeah. why like back at the battle river show, like, you mm -hmm. know, a, a couple weekends ago, yeah. I was like wearing this tank top in my jeans and I was, it was like a tank top bodysuit. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I feel good walking up in here. And I was like, my shoulders are looking yes. good. Yeah. Um, but, but even like, I'll say for example, last night, like if I'm cold in like the gym that we go to, yeah. it's like cold. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about like yeah. trying to look good today because I'm freezing and I'm going to go in there in a long well, yeah. sleeve shirt. Well, yeah. And then that's why usually I'm in like sweatpants and like yeah. whatever. And like, and again, it's fine, but it's just like almost like you feel like you're going like sometimes like it's not going to last Yeah. because there's certain parts of it, right? Yeah. Like, like maybe like visible abs, right? Yeah. Like not, not everyone's going to walk around with visible abs yeah. all the time. So it's like, you kind of want to be like, okay, I want to capitalize on mm -hmm. that you know and, and kind of just be like man because because for me it was like I never had abs in my life me like neither. to be I mean yeah. I had abs obviously but like not um visibly. I always say they were yeah. insulated That's yeah what I like <laughs> yeah and so it was really you know cool and those are like new moments right yeah. or the sizes that like I could wear it's just like I never had even thought that my body could be you know oh, yeah and, and then that was cool um because I never paid attention to that before it was just like what fit you yeah. know and um and so getting to wear like new things yeah. Or whatever. So those were a couple of the things I, you know, for me, like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't know. I feel very with the meal prep and stuff like that, like having to make every single meal for the past like year and a half or whatever. It's like, besides like the refeeds, um, has been like overwhelming, yeah. um, very overwhelming and stressful. Um, I, I kind of get in a vibe and I'll listen to other friends podcasts while I do it, yeah. you know, whatever. But you know, I do want to touch on this with uh, when I, I bring Alexa on and I uh, don't want to forget about like kind of the waves of stuff. Mm -hmm. But have you gotten into any like with like the body dysmorphia? Have you gotten into any like hardcore like lows with this prep or did you notice that more in the first prep? 
I think, yeah, I think I've gotten my ways, but it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, they're different than they were my first prep. But okay. now going back to, um, what you were talking about, um, just like your body changing, um, constantly and everything. So I think for like you and I, with our similar stories, mm-hmm. you know, when we got to that, how, like our, phys- our stage physique, yeah. like, you know, it's like, we're looking good. We're feeling good. We've never looked like that before. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, like we're going into this off season where we are going to put on, you know, a little bit of weight again, some healthy yes. body fat and everything. But it's like, I said, to, I thought to myself, I was like, I know I'm doing this for a purpose. I yeah. know I'm supposed to be putting body fat back on, but I was like, I was like, man, I wish I had a little bit more time to enjoy it, but I have yes. to understand. I'm like, well, but the stage physique, yeah, but the stage physique is not a maintainable physique. And I was like, you're not supposed to maintain that. Right. So that was, and, um, and talking about Alexa again, her and I had yeah. a conversation last year going into my off season. She's like, yeah, your first off season is going to be your hardest off season. Right. Um, and so I think now having gone through that, mm-hmm. I feel like I have a better headspace mentally going into this next off season. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and the thing is too, that like with the, cause I, me and my friends that we'll talk on Instagram and stuff and our group and like my biggest thing was not necessarily even like the, the putting the weight on itself and like whatever. And I'm like kind of rocking with that, but it was just like the, the, yeah, it's this like fearful of time of like, man, I loved like October last year, yeah. like in September and August, I guess. Yeah. We're just fantastic. Like, and I didn't yeah. want to be like what I was on stage the all the time or have obsessed right. with that number. I was like so that. happy when my face was, filled back out afterwards because yeah, my like, face was so thin. <laughs> right. And it was, it was, that was okay. It was just the fact of like, it almost felt like the way that I was treated mm-hmm. and it could have been my own projection or whatever, but it, it really did feel like people were just like, Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like they didn't understand. So I had to continually, I, I found myself continually saying, yeah, I, I intentionally put weight on. I intentionally put weight on. I intentionally yeah. put weight on. And it's like, okay, though, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't, I don't, again, I don't like to explain myself to anybody. Right. And I don't like to have to overly do it. But people were asking so many questions yeah. about it that it was just like, bruh, like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I was trying to explain to people that like you, that this is an intentional thing, but it almost felt like a failure in mm-hmm. a sense, you know? It's because they, you know, the people who don't do it, they don't always fully understand that yeah. they can always be there so, to support you, to motivate you. But yeah. if you don't do it, you're never going to fully understand what it's yeah. like to go through well, that prep and go through this. And also too, some people like, I don't know, I think they just like kind of laugh at bodybuilding. Like they don't understand. Oh, like, they how, do. yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like a... I don't know. I mean, I really have enjoyed it. And, you know, and even just the style of training, you know, yeah. it works better with my back and my injury, yeah. like the food, stuff like that. Like I would be on it anyway. If I wasn't doing a show, mm-hmm. I'd be on a plan. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like you just, you, you want to live that healthy lifestyle just yeah. in general. And so it's like we said, the bodybuilding is a completely different lifestyle yes. than, you know, your regular gym lifestyle. Right. But I've always said too, like, if I have a goal that I'm trying to reach, I am going to do everything I can to reach that goal in, you know, yeah. a help a healthy way. And right. whether that's bodybuilding or just wanting to have a nice looking physique, you know, yeah. just on the reg, you know? So for those listening who maybe are going through prep or whatever, and they do have, or they don't have a partner. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them in a sense of like, um, you know, do you feel like you would have been able to do this on your own? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it would have been harder if it was on your own or like what, how do you feel like, yeah. you know, I do think it would have been harder on my own. Like mm-hmm. I said, I don't know if I would have ever stepped on stage if it wouldn't have been for Blaine but I will say too um 
let's see. Where was I going with that? <laughs> You're good. Um, but so Blaine and I, when I did my first prep last year, Blaine was also prepping. Okay. And so Going we literally, together. we were doing it together at the same time. Yeah. And that was also too how we started off our marriage because we got married on April 2nd last year. And so we had already like, when we got married, we had already started prep. Jeez. And so, but I got so many, <laughs> and with that, I got so many messages be like, I don't know, you know, I could never prep with my partner. I don't know how you're doing it. So more power to you. And I'm like, well, I was like, we're, we're both a part of the lifestyle. And it's just, it honestly, it made it almost e not easier, yeah. but it made it easier because we were doing it at the same time. But this year it's a little different yeah. because Blaine, Blaine's still in an off season and right. I'm the only one prepping this time. So now I'm getting to experience, um, when I wasn't prepping, when he went through his prep in 2021, now right. he's been prepping for, you know, he's done shows right. for a long time. He's been competing since before he was 18 years old. That's so cool. So, yeah. and, um, so he's very like, he can do it by himself. Yeah. Like he, and he's so knowledgeable and he's so experienced with it. And I, I have it. learned so much from him, but I've, you know, I've learned everything from Doug. I've learned yeah. things from him, but I'm also getting two different perspectives. Like Doug sees me right. on my check-ins, but Blaine, he sees me every day. Yes. So that's, yeah. and I do think, um, so I think it can, if you have a partner who is also doing it with you, I think it can make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, but I think now that I've kind of done it already, um, I feel like I could do it by myself, but I also don't want to do it by myself anymore because right. of how him and I work so well together. So as we're wrapping up on this part, what, um, what would you say is your, like your goal with this? Like, I mean, obviously everybody's like, oh yeah, like you want to win and stuff yeah. like that. But like, what, where do you see yourself? So that's something that I still, th I still think about every so often. It's like, do I want to take it to a pro level? Um, I really enjoy doing it, but I don't want to keep competing if I don't want to take it to that level, if that yeah. makes sense. So it's like, yes. why put myself through those preps each time mm -hmm. if I don't want to take it to the next level? Yeah. Um, but now with Blaine, of course, he wants to, he wants yeah. it to that next level. Like he wants to be on that 212 Olympian stage. Wow. And so, um, you know, I also too, I wanted to have a future, you know, with kids and yeah. all that kind of stuff like that too. But, you know, women who are also competitors, if they have kids, they can still compete afterwards. Right. You know, they that's, can still do it. That's what I was going to um, ask you. Did you get your cycle back? Like I did. You? I, I did um, get mine afterwards, but also too, I'm, oh. I also have an ID, <laughs> so I don't have much of one, but yeah. right now I don't have, I don't have it at the moment. I will yeah. be honest, you know, yeah. um, I mean, we're, we're seven weeks out at this point from yeah. our show, so I don't have much one, but it didn't take, it, it probably took, I'd say maybe about a month or so for it to you know, kind of yeah. kick back in, but I was doing, got my blood work done and all that stuff. And everything was looking good except for, like I said, the, right. the thyroid thing. So, but, yeah, but I, I yeah. Go, but, um, yeah, I haven't had that for a long time. Oh, no. So it's okay. Whatever. <laughs> oh. I'll find a different, different way to do things. Yeah. It's all good. But, um, but yeah, so, so if you are listening and you haven't had your cycle or whatever, like I, I can't help you personally, but yeah. I know that again, the best piece of advice, just make sure you're going to go get your blood work done. Yeah, don't, and I have. don't do prep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't do times. preps or anything <laughs> like that without going to get that stuff properly done. Yes. Cause you need to know where your body is. You yeah. Know. And guys, you also can use like a, it's like fertility finder and like actually track your cycle and your hormonal, like your follicular, follicular phases and all that and do that every day. And that can help too, to help you have more knowledge about all of that. So that's something that I'll get into eventually. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that, that will, that will help as well. But, uh, but yeah, is there anything else you want to say before I bring Alexa on that you, 
I'll just say this. This is a piece of advice that somebody asked me about before. Mm -hmm. What's one piece of advice that I give to people? So something I always struggle with too before um, I even started cutting, I struggled with a binge eating disorder okay. and that was because I was, I was really routine throughout the week, yep. but weekends were always really hard for me because I wasn't on a routine. Yep. And so a piece of advice that I heard, um, that really has really stuck with me. Yeah. Do not let the weekend be your week end. Yes. Yeah. So, and again, treat every day. Yeah. Like it's a, another day. Like when people ask me, Oh, it's like Saturday. I'm like, yeah, like I train clients on Saturday. Yeah. Like it's a work day. Like yeah. it's not a, a special, like it's just a day. Yeah. Because again, when we heightened it, it's, you get that, like, um, like you're missing out. Yeah. That yeah. fear of missing out the, Oh, I have to do this or you yeah. don't even want to do it. It's yeah. just because of a day. Right. You know? Yeah, so exactly. I, I think that that, yeah, is a, is great advice for sure. Also too, I want, I don't be afraid to live your life sometimes too, because yeah. that's also important for your sanity. Yeah. You know, when it comes to all this stuff. So for sure. Well, awesome girl. I've loved having you on. Yes. Thank you for um, having me on. Yes. You're amazing. And, uh, okay. I guess we're going to head on over to our next guest. <laughs> Alexa. Yeah. She's, yeah. You go to the bathroom. Like, and then, I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to discuss. Tap. All right, girl. So we got Alexa on here now, who is me and Emily's uh, posing coach, which is great and friend. Um, so I wanted to have you on because again, you've listened to both of us, like at our lowest, our highest, you've, you know, seen, you know, us right before the show, during the show, all the things. So kind of like what your perspective has been you know, coaching us, like, you know, just in this journey, um, and everything. So what'd you got? All right. Um, so if we're going off of my perspective, um, all right, so first and foremost, just for everybody that's listening, um, I'm their posing coach, like mm -hmm. you said, but I also, um, work as a coach prepping other clients. Mm -hmm. Um, but posing is where my passion lies. So I work with a lot of, um, beginners. Mm -hmm. and that's one of my favorite things because I just think of it as like when I first got into competing, I had my coach that did my training, my diet was also my posing coach. And like, I mean, it taught me enough to get by, but it was not good. Right, <laughs> like yeah. it was not good. Yeah. So I try to just be what I would have wanted or what I needed for you guys. I, love I mean, you guys have both heard me say, you know, my goal is to try to take as much of the stress and nerves out of it as possible. Yes. Like the nerves are inevitable, but if I can prepare you for everything, every possible yeah. scenario, tell people like, all right, I got this. Like yeah. the only thing to it is to do it once you get up there. Right. And for those who don't know, like there, because a lot of my clients didn't know this. So like, what is like, oh, you have a coach for posing. Like they didn't understand that like that actually like matters, okay, yeah, you know, on the yeah. show. Like I think people think you just get up there and just do whatever feels natural. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, um, it's a routine just I like wish. with dance. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, um, and everything like that. And so, and it, and for me, the biggest thing I'll never forget going to like that studio that we went to for the first one. And cause you told me like, bring a bathing suit and bring like heels or whatever. Heels, suit and sass. Bruh. I literally had on like nude beige heels that were yeah, like awful. Yeah, we know. Yeah. But like, cause I didn't have any heels sure, I felt comfortable yeah, yeah. in. My leg is still pretty much numb. So I'm like, I don't even know how much I'm gonna be able to do with this. And then the red bathing suit was like something I just had that was like, okay, I guess I can throw on that will fit. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was one of those things where I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go, I'm going for it. Like, and I felt like, I, you know, I didn't really know you at the time, but I was like, I felt like I could like, be like, she seems confident. I don't feel like there will be like a judgment. Mm -hmm. I can just walk in and be myself, you know, and that's what I do for other people. So I wanted that, yeah, you know, yeah. so that's why I've, I've enjoyed always working with you because again, it is a vulnerable state, you know, and like, it, 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 I don't know, for, you know, what you've probably seen and dealt with and whatever, but it's just taking us as we are mm -hmm. throughout all of it has been 
Awesome. Now, and honestly, it's really cool because like if you just take that first um, initial session and kind of hit the fast forward all the way to the end, it really is such a beautiful journey. Like, yeah, I think that's what I love about it is just helping another woman's confidence blossom. Like mm-hmm. you can literally see the sparkle in their eyes. Yeah. Like now the sparkle from the suit and the makeup and all yes. this stuff, but yeah. like just that, uh, actually Emily kind of touched on this earlier of like, you don't really know what you're going to look like. You've never seen your body at that yeah. level of leanness. I, you know, having done this myself, having helped others, like I have a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um, obviously we don't know until you're actually there, but I have an idea. Like there's the right. shape and the muscles and things that I'm looking at and looking for when we're teaching you these poses yeah. that you guys don't see yet. Yeah. I can see the potential, but it's once you guys start to realize it, that's where it gets beautiful. Yes. And I love that. And, and there are certain, how many, I guess, is there a certain number of poses that we do have to hit? Like, um, is it, or is it just like, so for you guys, because yeah. you guys both do wellness, yeah. technically you have four, I believe yeah. it is. So for wellness, you have your front pose, mm-hmm. quarter turn, back pose, quarter turn. Yeah. And then you kind of repeat through the cycle. Um, and then for bikini, it's basically front, back, front. Okay. But then of course, as you know, you have those transitionary poses in between. Like yep. it's not just hit a flex, go to the next. Yes. Hit a flex, like you've got to make it smooth. And mm-hmm. like you said, kind of like a dance. It's very choreographed, practiced, all the things. Yes. Okay. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for me, if we're, if we're just getting real, like, you know, with my bumps, breakouts, you know, all my scars, all my stuff, whatever, like, yes, it's fine to have your coach and stuff. And like, you know, who most the, the time in the bodybuilding world that the coaches are male, you know, Facts. from the, and so it's one of those things where, yes, it's okay to like, have that be your coach too. But I personally think that like, let the other people that are good at what they do, like do that. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, cause, cause not one person can be everything. That's why like mm-hmm. I outsource like a dietitian for my clients. Like that's why I outsource like, you know, just like different things for them, you know, like, yeah, like it's their specialty. And I, yeah. honestly, I think that's so important. Like, you know, not to be whatever, but what I see is coaches that are trying to wear too many hats Yeah. for me. And that's why, like, I'm still new to the actual coaching as far as being a prep coach. I don't take on anybody and everybody because I want to be able to deliver Mm -hmm. all of those things. Since I do do the posing and the makeup and the, all of that, like if I had 20 clients on my roster, I could not do that for everybody. And so when I see these coaches that are doing all of that, you know, props to you, but we'll call a spade a spade. Like some things are getting kind of cut a little bit right. to make room and time for the others. A hundred percent. And that's just not fair. Yeah. So what do you think about, um, you know, in terms of with like, with our stuff, you know, I know that Emily had mentioned about like binge eating and then like I've mentioned about like with the waves. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been times where like, I mean, it's just getting like low, low. So like, and you've been competing since you were what, 17? Since I was actually 16. Okay, since so 16. Mm-hmm. And you have your husband who also mm-hmm. competes as well. Yes. Um, and such a sweet guy. He's so, he's so sweet. Um, Shout out Super Cody. Yeah. He's just always so, he makes my day. Um, but like, you know, it's just a little things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, no, it is. I mean, and yeah, with anything, especially regarding this, like the little things, those details, they matter. Like you said, you have somebody that's specifically good at training, specifically yeah. good at dieting, so on. So when you get into these waves, like what, what, what is your biggest, I guess, thing to tell a competitor or somebody that's wanting to compete or wanting to actually, because I, I know that like for me, I, I'm in a gym with predominantly 
predominantly males and even with the, some females or whatever. But, you know, a lot of the females there are very like bubbly all the time anyway. And they're all like, you know, whatever. And um, no offense to them, but like they all look like models and stuff like that. And so they just come in with this presence of like, you know, whatever. And then the men are, you know, in there, but they can be serious. But the moment that I'm like serious and I'm just like straight face, like people are telling me to smile. People were telling me like, oh, like what's going, what's wrong? Whatever. I was like, and even before prep, I've always been very like intentional with my clients. Like I'm there for them. I'm here to work. I'm not here to chat. Like I'm here to like get it done. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then it seemed deemed as like intimidating or whatever. So when I have those waves and I'm just like low, like, you know, I I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people deal with this, but don't talk about it. So, um, First thing is when it when it comes to that because like the lows are inevitable. There you like you said you got to ride the wave of yeah. prep. There are sometimes when you're in the trenches that it just sucks. Yeah. Like there's nothing anybody can do for you. You just got to ride it out yeah. and get to the next day, right? The biggest thing is to remind yourself that you chose to do this. Yeah. So on your hardest days, um, know that it, it was your choice. Yeah. Like I, I was actually speaking to one of my clients about this the other day. There was a um, quote that I heard. And little aside here, one of the things that I do when I go to each and every prep, um, kind of like Emily was saying, they're all different and no two are the same. While they can be similar, they're all different. Right. I usually have a, called a mantra, a quote, something that kind of sticks with me throughout that prep. Yeah. So um, one of the things, without going into the whole spiel of it, um, the first time that I took a long time off and I thought I was going to be done with it, you know, whatever, um, year and a half later, I find myself back into it and I'm doing it on my terms, totally different coaching, all this right. stuff. But I told myself that if I was going to get into it and I was going to go through those trenches, which yeah. were inevitable, that I was going to do out of delight, not out of duty. So mm. that is something that sticks with me when it gets really hard and yeah. I, you know, I'm pissed off at everybody. I'm yeah. just cranky, moody, whatever. I'm here because I enjoy doing this. Yes. Even if I got to say it a little more convincing to yep. myself. And then as far as just others, like, you know, people will be, um, understanding as best mm. they can. Kind of yeah. like you guys said, it's like, not everybody gets it, but you know, those around you, like they'll at least try or just say, okay, but just how you act about it, you know, yeah. like you can just say, Hey, I'm, I'm just having a moment. I just got to get through this. Yeah. And then that's it. You can come back to him tomorrow. Jekyll and Hyde. We're all yeah. good. It's all better. I had food. Like, right. And that's the thing I think that, um, for me, that's been the hardest is I'm like, I can't like, I don't know. I can't tell when I'm being like, a bitch or when I'm not, you know what I mean? You, you get out of touch with like your, your personality. It, yeah. it definitely changes and you don't realize it cause it's you. Right. Those around you start to realize it. And like, yeah. I don't, I mean, I've had several times where I've had to, you know, be corrected if yeah. you will. Um, and, and I mean, it's like sometimes, honestly, I just don't want to explain yeah. myself. And, and so I just can't even like function. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, and even like most, like, I don't know why it is, but everyone always, and this could be again, I don't, you know, I don't deal with binge eating. I don't deal with any of that stuff. But it's like when it comes to my food, I try to be like, I, I listened to a thing a long time ago that was like, put on a song, like put on something that like helps you to kind of like, you like kind of, that's like my meditation is kind of like when I'm eating, if that makes sense. Yeah, and not every meal, obviously, but I try to do the first meal and last meal like that. Mm -hmm. 
But during the, the other meals, it kind of is like, if I rush or I'm talking to you, like, I don't actually enjoy it. I don't feel it. I don't understand it. Like, like what I'm having. And then my body's like, okay, well, you're more hungry than you are. So it's like when someone's talking to me or they're like, oh, like, what is that? That smells good. Or they're just always commenting on my food every day. It that, gets old. It does. It gets real old. And I dealt with that growing up. Like yeah. every meal was, it would be like, I've said this before on the podcast where I'd be drinking this water and someone's like, oh, are you like drinking your water today? Like, have you had enough? Like, and it's just like, you just don't want to hear it. No. And honestly, <laughs> like I dealt with that a lot when I was first getting into this, I think mostly because I was still in high school at that point. Yeah. And so it's very zeroed in yes. and like. I'm the only one doing this. Like yeah. I'm the only one. Every class period, we're eating a meal. Right. At that time, it was a lot of tilapia. Now oh. I'm going record. I won't eat it. <laughs> I can't do tilapia anymore. Yeah, you're anymore. like no more. But it's same thing. Like people commenting. I think the worst I ever had, and like, kind of going back to what I said. Like I just try to mind my own business, yeah. do my own thing. Like yeah, I'm the weirdo, whatever. Like yeah. this is just how I am at this point. But. I remember one time I was in college. Um, it was in the morning, so I was getting ready to eat my breakfast. And I'm in a mood because I had yeah. fasted cardio that morning. I'm yep. trying to, you know, get my papers out, get ready, hurry up and eat my oatmeal and stuff, yes. get the lecture started. Uh, class is, you know, getting going. I'm sitting at my desk, got my papers out. Oatmeal's kind of like on the corner. Yeah. This kid comes in. Dude did not have any home training. He reaches his face into my oatmeal bowl, no. pulls out my spoon, pulls it out with his own no. hand. And he's like, ew, what is that? <gasps> I had to take a moment. Yeah. <laughs> so I really was just like, has your mother taught you no manners? Right. Like you do but not touch someone else's food. Don't touch my food. Don't touch my utensils. Don't comment. Don't, don't like go but, to the back and mind your business. And I'm not trying to be up against dudes. Okay. But why does every man feel the need to comment on my food? Well, here's Ain't the thing. No, like, like in that regard, it, it was probably like an attempt at flirting, but I'm sorry. That's not but, it. That's no. the way to piss me off. Exactly. Quickly. I don't know any woman that's like, oh my God. Yeah. He like commented on my like yeah. what meal I yeah. had today. No. That is not like a no, fun. That's not a fun situation. Not. Yeah. Back up, no. bro. Like if you oh, want yeah, the way to my heart, yeah. no. Make me food. Like, make Don't me ask food. Me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that peanut butter. Mm-hmm. That peanut butter Absolutely. Sandwich. Or you know, grow me some chicken in the rain. Shout out to our last podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but um, yeah, they still ain't. They just asking me for tips on what I eat. But anyway, so what would you say? I guess um, you know, when you because right now you're not in prep, so you're off season, baby. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So. What is the, I don't know, like with your off season and stuff like that, like, do you feel like, I don't know, do you feel like you want to comp- compete again? Like you, that's like something that a part of you, or do you feel like you're like, I've been doing this, like, I just want to live this life and like maintain, cause your body, I mean, you look great, obviously, but I've been noticing you posting like, you know, being like, um, comparisons and stuff like that and whatever, cause Cody's helping mm-hmm. with training yeah. and stuff. So like, because I go back and forth about it because truthfully, like I would love to where me and Emily were talking about like those months of like when I was coming off of, off of the show and had that size that I was or like that, like I felt very successful. And I also was like, wow, like this feels really strong. And you know, the putting the way back on really was hard. Um, and then after that, it's like, you see it's for a purpose, but it's also like, how do you keep going with that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess, would you, would you tell someone like, yeah, keep going because I don't I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, so, um, I mean, like, I think the first thing would just establish what your goals are long-term. Right. Um, 
for me, when I first got into it, it was just, I think much like everybody else, I want to try my hand at this. I want to yeah. see, you know, can I really push myself to the furthest limits? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I've kind of gone through it, I mean, I've had many, 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 many times where I've, I'm done, walked away. I'm yeah. done. I can't do this anymore. Don't want to. Somehow I keep finding my way back to it. Do you think it's because your partner competes or do you think that it's because you need something, you're a competitive person in yourself and you want something that, cause that's what I worry, not worry about, but that's what I, with like strongman, I had to pivot because I couldn't do that anymore. And so then I was like, okay, let's like, this is a new challenge, something totally different. Let's mm -hmm. do this. But then I look at it like, well, you know, someone was like, well, you could just train bodybuilding and like, or like as a bodybuilder, but not compete. I'm like, that's a novel idea. But like, what if that then I don't have that pat like I don't have that that satisfaction of like yeah. I worked for something yeah. you know what I yeah. mean yeah of having that like show day that like yes. all the work goes into something to look forward to yeah I think too and that's where honestly a lot of people is where they struggle mm -hmm. in off season because there's not that show date that they're they're dialing down into mm -hmm. so it's you know we can have a cookie here and there. We can mm. do a little, you know, whatever, like show day's not right around the corner. Right. So it changes the dynamic of it. I think for me, like when I decided to continue after my first show, because mm. um, I did my first one my senior year. So then I went on to be a freshman in college and I had that moment of decision. Do I still want to do this right. or not? I've um, been athletic for majority of my life. I'll say I started really young, just, you know, playing soccer and whatever. And I got more serious, uh, more towards high school. But I knew that that was going to come to an end. Yeah. I knew I wanted to go play college ball. That was my first goal when I was getting into just any kind of sports, okay. weightlifting, all that aside. Um, I knew once I got to college, mm -hmm. I am not going to be a professional at this. Okay. Even if I wanted to, it's not going to happen. Okay. So I had to make that decision. Do I stop sports altogether? Mm. Do I continue on with the bodybuilding? Right. I'm a competitive person. I need that, like, just something to keep me going. Yes. So competing was my way of still being an athlete, still being able to push myself mm -hmm. and, you know, just live that kind of lifestyle, like just doing it my own way, all the things. Um, so that's where I continued on with the competing thing. Right. And it's just kind of kept going from there. I mean, bodybuilding's been the thing I've gone back to through breakups, yeah, through it's um, been there. trauma, through like all the things. Like it's just been the thing that's just come back. So yeah. I think it's been for me. I've yeah. had relationships where I've done it in like together. Right. And I've said before too of I don't think that I could date someone that's not in it. Yeah. And I don't mean that in like a like a oh a ego kind of thing. I don't no. even mean that they have to actively compete. I mean that they have to at least have once and understood yes. the they lifestyle. They got to get it. Yeah. Because when you're in those trenches, yep. you're just like, oh my God, like everything sucks. I'm so tired. And they're yes. like, it's going to be okay. Be quiet. You right. have no idea. Yeah. You're like, it's not <laughs> going to be okay. Yes. So like, it's different. Like you're going through that yeah. in my case. And Cody's like, look, babe, like it's going to be all right. You know, take a minute, take a nap is usually what yes. we go to. Yeah. And we're fine because I'm like, he gets it. He's that like logic grounding kind right. of thing. Which I love that. Mm -hmm. How many shows have you done? Uh, 11. Okay. Yes. So we've talked about this before, um, and during sessions and stuff, but what, okay. First off, I just, I, I do want to know, have you like, what's been your top placing that you've gotten at a show? Uh, I got an overall win. Okay. Yeah. What show was that? That was, um, greater Tennessee Valley, uh, in Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. Yes. Nice. Yes. That was, what was it? 20, 
2020? It was right after COVID. Okay. My whole prep was in the garage quarantine. Yeah. Like that was cool, but that, I love that whole thing. So, okay. So then, you know, we've talked about this before or whatever, but what would you say, you know, is the most toxic thing that you, that you've seen in the sport? Like, <laughs> go ahead. Do we want to give like a top three? Cause there's so I mean, sure. Let's go. Okay. Um, really not to pull any punches here, but toxic masculinity yeah, like yeah. the guys are just <laughs> y'all whoo like I don't know if it's just us women that are I don't know because we all go through it right we have our different like things that we deal with but how the women handle it and how the guys handle it are two different things yeah um and then I think just I think there's a lot more like abusive relationships and things that go on. Um, I won't say they directly stem from bodybuilding. That's not the case at all. But I think men that have issues that have gone untreated, whatever reasons that they end up getting into bodybuilding. And then it's like, we get ego and we get like, it just kind of spirals. Um, so we have that. Then we have, um, blanket statement of like poor coaching. Yeah. Um, whether that be coaches, you know, sleeping around with their clients, whether that be coaches, Say it louder. Say it louder. I, I mean, it's just crazy. Um, you have that, you have coaches like literally putting people's health at risk, yeah. um, with little, literally zero regard to the person. They just care about the money yeah. or like their name of like, Oh, I put so-and-so on stage. Yeah. Um, and then just, I think kind of, you know, the body dysmorphia, the eating disorders, the, all of that stuff that I think people don't realize goes into it. Right. Everybody now is seeing, because it's become a mainstream thing of like the glam and the suits and the yeah. bodies and like, they don't oh, realize. Oh, it looks like a great time. Yeah. Competing is everything but that people. Right. Like it is not, what you see on show day right. is not what you see every day. No. People would look. And any, any three of us yes. during any moment of prep, especially those last like yep. three weeks and then see you on stage, you're like, who is this? Exactly. That is not the same person. right? And that's where like, too, I think it bothers me the most is like that. I don't know. It's almost like with, with when I came out, like that I was doing the shows and stuff like that and whatever, you know. I wasn't doing this for anybody else. This is for myself, you know. But again, if it could set the example for people, that's awesome. But I've had people reach out to me saying that they're going to do shows, like, because I competed. And they saw that I could do it and stuff like that. And, you know, it's almost like a, okay, cool. But, like, you also have to know that, like, you have to have that drive. Like, you have to have that that willingness, that relentlessness. That, you know what I mean? Like, all these things, like that fight to do this, that it's not just... You know, it's almost kind of like I, I, I could kind of take it as like an insult kind of of like, oh, well, like, well, you did it. So like whatever. But mm-hmm. I know they don't mean it that way. Yeah. But then again, then they go hire these coaches that was, are not the best and that they should have maybe asked about for that. And actually, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like instead of asking about the shoes and the jewelry, how about ask about what coach you should have mm-hmm. or the, the fact mm-hmm. that like you should have a mindset coach. Yes. You should have somebody or a therapist or yes. you should have somebody that like you can rely on in that regard. Because if I didn't have a therapist and I didn't like have that ability to like, you know, have that, but then plus like posing in like different spaces mm-hmm. for things, mm-hmm. I mean, like I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So, and it really does take a support system. Absolutely. And yeah, it's not something everything. to go into 
like in a negative state to like outprove the world or to run away from or get somebody back in a relationship or like, you know what I mean? Like yes. that's where I see a lot of the toxicness. <clears throat> so yeah, those reasons, like what you mentioned of people mm-hmm. like doing it for someone else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, you are setting yourself up for failure doing that Yeah, because <laughs> when you're on, you know, day three of low carb yes. and you got the cravings and you're tired and you don't want to go to the gym and all this stuff. Are you going to go because Danny did it? Hell no. Right. You're going to be like, ah, you know, maybe yeah. I'll take, no, the reason has to be, be for whatever. I mean, it's different for different people, yeah. but it has to be for you, about you, yes. not on some get back. Yeah. It's great to have people that inspire you that, you know, get you in there and, yeah. you know, get you wanting to compete. But ultimately you have to be doing it for yourself. Yes. And that reason has to be concrete because kind of like you guys touched on mm-hmm. back about the food and the carbs and things like that, like your brain processes and the ways that you think is going to change. Yeah. Like just how you view things, your perception of food, yourself, yeah. reality, like it gets skewed at some point or another. Mm-hmm. So you have to have those concrete things to go back on your support yeah. system and why you're doing this. Yeah. And if it's something like an ex, girl, that ex don't care about you. Right. He's going to look, but he don't care. Exactly. And you're going to have people too that are kind of coming, especially if you've had a major transformation, like you know, me and Emily and stuff like that. It's like, I personally have dealt with, you know, people come out of the woodwork and being like, Hey, like, you know, and also, and, and that's not a good feeling either. Everyone, you know, it is. And also it just goes to prove my message, even that, that it still needs to be said that like, that we are loving our body throughout, that it's not about getting to the point where you are your smallest. And then that is when you're worthy of a relationship or you're worthy of this, whatever, like, you know, and that's where like, me being, me feeling like being treated differently. And, and there's been distinct moments where that's happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can say, oh, well, you're more confident now, you're whatever, this or that or whatever. Again, it, it your body looks a different way and then it might be more attractive to somebody. Like, that's fine. But don't feel the need during a prep to, like, come back through. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm just or like. just in general. Just yeah, don't. Like. like Back it's, then, you didn't want me. Like, exactly come on. I, I mean, serious. Like, yes. Like, serious. So what would, I guess, what would be, you know, I know that you've been dealing with, like, the whole coaches and stuff and whatever. But, like, how do we, I mean, how do, what's the call to action with this? Like, the coaches that are doing the stuff, you know, like, do we inform people more of, like, hey, like, maybe come talk to people who've been in the sport a little bit longer before you just jump into getting a coach? Like, I mean, like, how do we help that. Cause again, like I really want to do the more of the mindset coaching. Cause that's what I'm kind of doing with my friends and stuff because of them getting to the point where, you know, it's just, it's been like hard to watch. Right. And, and so it's, again, they just need that support. And I just feel like, I don't know, it's hard because it, it's so frustrating because it's like they, if the man says it, they're in it. And if the female screams it, they run away even more. And like, you know, and that's hard. Yeah, that's a difficult one. Um, Honestly, I think where you're talking about the call to action, Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing is just speaking up. Like these behaviors that we know are wrong. Like any time that I've had, um, you know, people kind of, it never comes from a direct place of like, so-and-so did this and it's wrong. They're always like, is this okay? Like this happened? Like, I don't know. Boom, right there. You questioning it tells you what you already need to know. Yeah. So, you know, just speaking up on these things. 
Um, as far as like, you know, looking for a coach, we need to do a better job at vetting these people. Right. Talk to current clients. Yes. Talk to past clients. Yes. Look on their pages. Yes. Ask them. Um, but also ask them directly. Absolutely. If anyone ever wants to talk to me and ask me about my past, like I have no problem answering any of those questions mm -mm. because I have nothing to hide. Exactly. I've been and very open about my stuff. Mm -hmm. I've been open about mm -hmm. my mistakes. I've been open about things that have yeah. been like, that have been presented to me. Because you're a real person. But yeah. But that's the thing is like, just ask. Yeah. And, and so, like, That'll ask, tell you everything right why there. would you feel the need that you can't ask the, the male coach? Exactly. And that right there is where we start charting that line of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Because you have these male coaches that will basically gaslight their clients into thinking they're not allowed to ask questions. Yes. They're going to be, um, what's the word I'm or looking for here? that you're dumb here? or that you're too needy or that you're too emotional or that you're, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've seen this happen with other like personal trainers specifically too. And the whole like Nashville scandal that all that happened because you gotta understand people can be like, oh, well that girl should have known better or whatever. But like I've it's made mistakes when I was young and yeah. like when I was, you know, and whatever. And you trust that coach, you trust that's those people. Thing. Right there. That's the thing is because they're in a position mm -hmm. of power. Right. You trust them. And that is where they're taking advantage is because yeah. you trust them. Yes. You in your head, whether subconsciously or more on the front end, you hire them with the expectation of getting what you're wanting. So example, you hire a coach to get mm -hmm. you ready for a show. Right. You in your mind believe, okay, I need to do whatever this person says. Yeah. You in your mind think they know what's best for me. Yes. They care about my health and stuff. That may or may not be the reality. Right. And there are little signs along the way that like they're easy to overlook, you know, yes. and it's not like, I mean, it's just like with a toxic relationship, it doesn't start out horrible. Oh, right. It's yeah. not that black and white. The It's a gray area. Yep. But, you know, that's where it comes to having your support system, yes. having other women that you can talk to about this stuff and yes. just saying like it. And again, it's not even like a trash talk thing of just, you know, spitballing back and forth. Is this normal? Right. Does, it, does it sound right to you? Like you have to have that the per people, especially guys, if you are getting into a prep or even if you're just a healthy lifestyle client, if you feel like something's wrong or something is, you know, not going in the right direction, like, please just reach out to someone, just like anybody, just ask Start them and like your coach, Yes. bring whatever problems you're having, yep. go from there. Yeah. If they shut you down, they dismiss you, they, you know, yep. gaslight, whatever. Yeah. All right. You know, maybe reach out to a close friend or, yes. you know, somebody else that you trust and they understand what you're doing. Yeah. And ask them. Yeah. Take it from there. The actions that may need to ensue. Yes. I love that. So tell everybody where they can like, you know, find you, you know, in terms of like social media, um, where you train at, mm -hmm. you know, everything you're looking to do. All right. So um, I'm at Carbon Culture in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a personal trainer there. Also a posing coach. Yes. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Hollywood4010. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. I have TikTok yeah. and stuff, but it's not my thing. I try yeah. to post videos, but they're more silly. They're not training. So right. if you want to laugh or something, go no. look there. I love that. I love that. And um, what is your, I guess, um, what's your biggest... Biggest take back, I get, or I don't know, take, what's the word I'm trying to look at? Like, um, biggest comment, I don't know, suggestion for us? Advice? Advice? Takeaway? Yeah, take that's away? the word. My biggest takeaaway for... Like, for us. For, for you like, guys? Because, you know, we're um, competing here soon. I mean, so we got, what, seven weeks until the show? Girl, when this is out, we're we in it. Like, this is the week, yeah. Just go freaking get it, ladies. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'll be seeing you guys week to week. So, like, you yeah. know, this is no longer your first rodeos. Like, yeah. 
you know, keep trucking along like you have. Um, keep putting the work in, practicing your posing, you know, just checking off all those boxes, as cliche as it sounds. Yeah. Um, and like get ready for game day, man. I mean, I'll be there. We're, it's gonna be a party so. I'm so excited yeah. I'm so glad to have you with us thank you everybody that listened to the podcast today um, like I said go follow Alexa go follow Emily they are two strong women in the bodybuilding community and um, you know loving themselves throughout their journeys and it's been beautiful to get to watch and get to you know get to know you guys and and all of that and have that support because um, like we talked about and everything like I wouldn't have been able to keep going if it wasn't for you know, your support and everything. So it, uh, it means the world and, um, and have those safe spaces and creating more safe spaces for women in middle Tennessee and, uh, all over. So yeah, until next time. <laughs>